Southwest Florida. You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. How the heck are you? Hour two of Miller and Moulton on this Friday. Thanks so much for being with us. Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. We'll head to Daytona Live. Bob Pockrass of Fox to join us. We'll have our XFL preview in about 90 minutes. Right now, Kurt Badenhausen is kind enough to join us. He covers sports business for Sportico. You can follow Kurt on Twitter, the letter K, Badenhausen, B-A-D-E-N-H-A-U-S-E-N. Kurt, it's David and Mark. Thanks for doing this, particularly at this hour. How are you? Morning, David and Mark. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm having my coffee and waking up. Well, and thanks for doing it with us. My first question, Kurt, is, is Diamond Sports, the owner of the Bally Sports Networks here, are they the tip of the regional sports network collapse iceberg, or are they an outlier? <laughs> That's a good question. That's what everybody's trying to figure out right now. Uh, they are in a unique position, uh, and, and this happened as soon as Sinclair bought uh, the Fox Sports RSNs. Because, because of the way the deal was structured, uh, they loaded on $8 billion worth of debt. This was popular in the 1980s, the, the leverage buyout. You just buy something and you really don't put up much money. You just borrow it all. Uh, and the problem is you end up with these massive interest payments, $140 million they owed yesterday, and they didn't make the payment. Um, and if the business isn't growing fast enough, the company crumbles under the debt. Uh, and so in what has happened, we've seen the acceleration of cord cutting, uh, uh, the pay TV environment's down 40% in terms of number of homes over the last eight years. And so these RSN were built with the accelerating rights fees with the idea that that cable, that universe of cable subscribers would stay steady and we could raise the monthly fees each month that we charge affiliates. And, and then that, that would cover our rising um, media rights fees that we pay our baseball teams, our basketball teams, our hockey teams. Um, so we're eventually going to reach the point with all of these RSNs, but Bally's or the, the, the Sinclair RSNs are, are in a totally different situation because of the structure of their purchase. How quickly will this affect the end user, meaning the viewer? What What does this mean for basketball, hockey seasons, baseball seasons for the viewer? Are, are how, when, and how will we be disrupted? Well, Rob Manfred, I mean, we'll, Rob Manfred says for baseball, there's going to be no interruption. You, the, the, the end user will get their games. Uh, this is going to play out over the next 30 days. Uh, when, when they miss their interest payment on Wednesday, uh, the $140 million interest payment, that really got the clock started. So we have 30 days before any sort of official bankruptcy. So what is happening right now is all of the people with a stake in this, largely the teams, MLB, the distributors, um, and and Sinclair, uh, or Diamond Sports, which is the subsidiary of Sinclair where, where, where all the RSNs uh, are held, they, they are going to be negotiating behind the scenes. 
And so, you know, as, as I say, the deadline spur action, there's a deadline here. Because in 30 days, you know, if they, if they file for bankruptcy, everything ends up in bankruptcy, bankruptcy courts then. So then all bets are off what happens if they haven't figured out some sort of prepackaged bankruptcy where they've worked out all the details where the, the people that loan the money, the banks that loan the money are going to take a haircut. The teams are going to have to take a haircut on their rights fees to figure out how to make this an ongoing business. Um, but, but Rob Manfred says no matter what happens with this bankruptcy, MLB is ready to step in, do production through their MLB network, uh, and carry on. But I think it's naive to think there won't be some hiccup if that if it does come to that, and if it does come to that, uh, teams are are going to take a sh- definitely a short term hit because there's, there's no scenario that they can make up uh, the rights fee that they're guaranteed from right now from Diamond Sports. Kurt Bodenhausen covers sports business for Sportico. Follow him on Twitter. The letter K Bodenhausen, B A D E N H A U S E N. Well, is Major League Baseball going to write a check to keep these? RSNs on the air or are they going to let them collapse and say, okay, we're going to do everything out of Secaucus. I mean, I'm kind of, no, no, no. I'm I'm curious. And also it seems as if this is catching the NBA and the NHL by surprise. Baseball has been aware of this for six months. The NHL released a statement yesterday, Kurt, which it sounded like somebody tapped them on the shoulder at noon and said, you might have a problem here. Yeah. I I, I saw that statement. It was kind of like, huh? Uh, I mean, this was, <laughs> um, you know, those, those two sports, they're reaching the end of their regular seasons where, where, so that, so, but 30 days out from today, there, there won't be much left in terms of the regular season for those two sports. So I think they're almost punting the whole, uh, conversation to baseball to some degree, because baseball is so reliant on the RSN. Uh, because of the 162 games and, and because of the economics of the sport. Uh, they, you know, RSNs were built on the back of baseball because it's such a long season. You had RSNs that were created literally just to show baseball. I mean, the, the Yes Network was created just to show the Yankees. Um, a, a lot of these RSNs, uh, baseball, be, because of the length of the season, uh, because of the shoulder programming you can do around the RSNs, uh, base, baseball is the foundation of them, uh, and, and the RSNs paid significant rights fees. I mean, the, the rights fees in baseball uh, are, are dramatically higher than what you see in basketball and what you see in, in the NHL. Uh, but the NHL statement was, was something else. Uh, so I, I, I think what, what we are going to see is that Again, I don't think everything's going to be done out of Secaucus. I, I think there will be because it's hard to do I mean, to come up to do brand new distribution agreements with all the cable operators. I mean, we see how challenging it is for 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 one network to do distribution agreements when when they expire. Uh, so I, I I think what happens is they all come together and, and figure out some sort of solution. Uh, the people that loan the money to Diamond Sports are going to end up taking a gigantic haircut. So when you right-size the debt, that helps the entire business model uh, if you're not having to service $8 billion in debt 
every single year. Um, so J.P. Morgan took, took an early haircut on their loans, uh, and they've already cashed out because they had they had preferred debt, uh, and, and so they're out of the situation. So uh, other banks are, are going to have to take bigger haircuts, and and again, saner hand. You hope saner heads prevail, and, and nobody tries to grab too much. But ultimately, Major League Baseball is after a situation where everybody can watch games all over the place. And you can tap in and watch a, one Rays game or one Marlins game, no matter where you are in the country. You know, you, you don't have to worry about this localized area uh, that the RSNs have a tight control over because they want people watching on the RSN. Uh, so a lot of this is going to come down to how streaming rights are going to be handled by the individual teams. Is there profitability for the teams in the streaming rights? Is there a way to make this work long run, Kurt? Because it sounds everything you say is cost cutting, you know, loan makers taking haircuts. I'm trying to figure out if there's profitability down the road for someone. I think there is down the road, uh, but it's going to be bumpy uh, short term. Um, If you talk to anybody, they will tell you and, and you look at TV ratings, live sports are extremely valuable content. Uh, the NFL being the, the best example is you know, 82 of the most 100-watch programs in 2022. Um, but but baseball uh, on the local level is number one programming mm-hmm. throughout the entire summer in half the markets and two or three in every other market um, in prime time. So it, that, that content is extremely valuable. Uh, and... and the question is, how are you going to monetize it? So uh, I, I, you can't right now make up the revenue that um, the RSNs are paying. The rate fees are gigantic. I mean, I don't care what market you're in. Um, they, they are sizable, $40, 50000000 million on the very low end uh, of clubs. That, that money's not going to be there in streaming right now. Uh, but... But smarter people than me are are betting that it will be there uh, long-term as they figure out exactly how to monetize this best. Well, and for teams like the Rays and Marlins to lose that $40, $50, $60 million check that they were going to get this year is is just devastating. Kurt, we've got 60 seconds. Is there going to be like a civil war in baseball? You know, let's just say all the teams that lose their regional sports network and all their fans can start streaming the games immediately. Well, the Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, they've got, you know, regional cable giants that are like, uh, no. No, you got to watch us. So, I mean, you could have Rays and Marlins fans in Montana who can watch all their games, and you can still have Yankees, Red Sox, and Mets fans in the New York, Boston area who can't watch their team's games unless they pay for it. Yeah. Um, This has been coming to a head for a few years uh, because Major League Baseball and all the leagues recognize uh, the the power of streaming and, and the younger fan that they're totally losing out on that doesn't have any sort of cable package. Uh, so, so they wanted to figure out a system uh, that preserves uh, right. preserves the power of the RSM and that contract, but also opens it up so uh, to, to the to those people that want to stream games. So, I this has been coming again to a head for a few years now, and I, and I, again, I think 
deadlines accelerate action. And I think this is going to be all negotiated behind the scenes. Everybody's got their lawyers uh, converging, and, and they come up to a solution where, you know, again, two or three years, I think you're going to be able to stream all the games on, on a one-off basis. Uh, and, and, it's, and that makes for a better fan experience. I mean, that's ultimately what, what, what you want. You want to preserve the economics to a degree, but you also want to reach as many fans as you can. Kurt Bodenhausen covers sports business for Sportico. Follow him on Twitter, the letter K, Bodenhausen, B-A-D-E-N-H-A-U-S-E-N. Kurt, thanks so much for doing this. Hope the coffee tastes great. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Kurt Bodenhausen, Sportico. This is a big story, and it's playing out right now for Rays and Marlins fans. And I think you're going to end up big winners. Miller and Miller. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes after the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. We'll head to Daytona in 40 minutes. Bob Pockrass, who covers NASCAR for Fox, to join us. The 2 and one fifty set the field last night. Joey Logano, Eric Amarola won the two races. They're row two. Final two spots in the field were filled. First race was clean as a whistle. Second race, not so much. That's pretty much the Daytona 500. Long stretches of clean as a whistle. And then, oh, boy. Bush in the pre-race interview even commented. Tony Stewart, you know, they do the pre-race interviews. They're coming out, and Tony Stewart's got Bush on there, and he obviously in a new car and talking about the difference and this, that, and the other. And Bush says, he goes, well, the first race was – Pretty clean. We'll see how this one is. And he's the one that gets wrecked in the race. I, right. He's <laughs> basically saying, well, we went 60 clean laps. I don't think we can do it again. <laughs> so the 500 Sunday afternoon weather is expected to be terrific. So how big is this story going to be? The Bally's? Yeah. Sinclair Diamond Broadcasting. It was the Sinclair Broadcasting. I. So many people are cutting the cord right now. Yeah. And I almost wanted to just ask that as a poll question. Have you cut the cord? Yes. No. Maybe I'll so. Be doing, I'll be doing it in the fall because what happens this fall? YouTube TV has the rights to the NFL Sunday ticket. But, you know, where I am in southwest Florida, and just throughout the state of Florida, it's a little bit older. More people have cable in Florida than I think. I'm, our rate of cutting the cord is not the rate of the nation, if you know what I mean. I would agree with that. The baseball fan is the last of the cord cutters. I would. Right. It's an older audience. Right. I mean, Tampa, St. Pete, one of the three oldest markets in the country. The Rays TV ratings are outstanding. You can make the joke about the 8,200 in attendance. But the people sitting at home watching Rays games, all right, and the folks in Tampa, St. Peter, are well aware of it because they're the ones sitting at home. But, I mean, it needs to be said for everybody else. Rays TV ratings are terrific. They win the night in the market. So this is highly rated programming that we have no idea what the future of it is. Well, we know we know it's going to streaming. It's just a matter of when. 
Well, for Rays, Marlins, Lightning, Panthers, Magic, and Heat fans, it's going away. I mean, this sucker's going under. They missed their payment yesterday. They said they ain't making any more. I mean, it's, And there's no it's suitors out to buy this in bankruptcy. There may be, but it doesn't look. Why would you? I mean, that's why I wondered, was Major League Baseball going to prop it up just to get through this baseball season? I mean, they have half the league that this affects. I think it's 14 teams. In certain sports, it's more. I mean, but think about you're running a league, and half your league's games are now not going to be able to be seen in their home markets because the network that televises them is going bankrupt. And this has been the lifeblood of these sports for at least a decade, probably two, is their regional cable money. And so what I'm wondering is, like in the New York metropolitan area, to watch the Yankees, you have to subscribe to the Yes Network. That's how they make their money. Well, if you're going, and it's been the same for all 30 teams. Well, now, if because of this regional cable network going bankrupt, and if you're Major League Baseball and you need these games on the air in six weeks, no matter how you do it, and if you decide, Mark, between now and opening day, in those 14 markets, we're going streaming. And we'll produce them. I mean, that's where Major League Baseball comes in. We'll hire the people. We'll start paying all the people that are doing the games now. We'll pick up all those bills. But now we've got six weeks to strike a streaming deal. Whether it's a regional, whatever. We've got six weeks to strike a regional deal. And this will be interesting, Mark. Are all of them going to be Google, Apple? Or is it literally going to be team by team? You know, is there a local cable system in which you actually, I mean, who knows? Is it, you know, will Comcast, Comcast got great streaming. You know, will they, who, I don't know how they're going to do this. They got six weeks. But then you're going to have the Yankees and the Mets and the Red Sox and others go, so does this mean basically that our business, you just broke our business model? And not to mention, if they prop them up, all these networks that are owned, we talked about this yesterday briefly, David, the Yes Network and the like. Well, Major League Baseball is paying for 14 teams network, and what are we getting? Right. So let me get this straight. We have to provide revenue sharing to many of these same teams because of how much money we spend because we're trying to win more than they are. They can say whatever they want. Okay, and now we also have to pay to prop up either their regional cable network or and or to provide streaming for their games. How much basically the Yankees are going to be like, how much more can I do for the Cleveland Guardians? Who then are going to send better pitching on the mound to beat us in October. But that's a whole other story. And and I think Kurt is right in which he said that he thinks the NBA and the NHL are putting their heads down going, well, it's the final month of the regular season. We've gotten maybe most this, of our money for this year. Yeah, maybe this won't affect us. I mean, if our fans are upset, how many games are they going to miss? Eight? You know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Some of those markets kind of important. Fighting for a playoff spot. I mean, it's $140 million 
That's just the interest payment this month. That they missed. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that the NHL statement, I was trying to find it, it's three sentences. It basically says we're aware of it and we're monitoring it. Yeah. It was as if somebody at lunch yesterday said, you do know this is going to affect us. Okay. And while eating a salad, Bettman went, what? How's this going to affect us? Well, our games are on the same network as the baseball. Oh, really? Huh. This doesn't affect me in New York. This isn't going to affect Toronto. If it's not affecting Toronto, I really don't care. Because they're the angriest group out there. If it's not affecting them, I'm fine. No, Gary, we need to release a statement. Okay, let them know we're monitoring the situation. Right, we got it under control. (laughs) Don't interrupt my lunch again. Now, we have fans in their Twitch chat room, you know, Seminole, you know, there says, I'm a Marlins fan, I'm thrilled. Oh, okay. Why would you be thrilled? You know, and as KW points out, you know, just because, first off, they have not officially filed for bankruptcy. They just announced they're not making the payment. In 30 days is when, you know, that's... And then once you're in bankruptcy, that doesn't mean that Major League Baseball can just swoop in and take control. Remember, you got banks and investors and what have you. They're going to try to get every dollar they can from owning this property. Somebody said last week, Mark, this could cost Major League Baseball a billion dollars this year to prop up whether it's the regional cable networks to get through the year, the money they're going to have to spend to shell out. Like, seriously, what do the Rays do? Bally's goes under. They're due $80 million bucks. Rays can't operate without that $80 million. No. I mean, and it, particularly the Rays and Marlins. You're looking at two teams that need that money. What are they going to do? I mean, if I'm Stu Sternberg, I'm like, hey, Rob, somebody needs to cut me a check. And like you said, if you're the Yankees and the Red Sox going, you're cutting them another check? That's my money. Half the league's going to pay for the other half of the league? So now they're going to make money televising their games this year and we're going to lose? It is the biggest story to be talked about in the next 30 days in sports because it affects damn near everything but the National Football League. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. We'll head to Daytona, top of the hour. Bob Pockrass covers NASCAR for Fox. Field is set. Weather's supposed to be good. Standing room only. 400,000, Daytona 500. Bob Pockrass to join us in a little more than 20 minutes' time. You know, we don't have a poll question yet. We're four for four this week, okay, unless you posted one. I was busy that last break. I told you what I was going to put up. Are you a cord cutter? Yes, no, I will be in the fall. Yes, no, maybe so? Well, kind of. So did you post it? It's posted. Oh, okay. 
All right. Because, you know, I was going to was gonna ask people, I mean, anybody going to watch the XFL this weekend? I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm just, just curious. Four games, two Saturday, two Sunday. Uh, it's not like you're going to have problems getting them. All right. One's on ABC. The other three are on ESPN. I mean, it's not going to be a problem finding. You're probably with the clicker, even if you didn't hear us right now, we're probably at some point this weekend going to be going through and go, holy blank, there's football on. What is this? The XFL? Is this live? I will say you'll have more trouble finding it on ABC than you will ESPN. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Since most of you don't watch that channel anymore. Right. So, just curious. Anybody going to give it a shot? You know, I'm baffled by the cess of the world because I am thinking about, you know, I will be a cord cutter this fall. When my contract's up with DirecTV at the end of, right before football season, I will switch to YouTube TV for the Sunday ticket. It's it's going right. to happen. But by I'm still way, one of those that... that turns the TV on and flips. Like when okay. Seth talks about, you know, I, I sit down and appointment viewing. I started watching Full Swing yesterday. It's really easy. Netflix is great. It was the first thing on my screen. I had to hit two buttons. First episode was running. Did not take long. But it's still getting used to watching in that manner. And not just turning the television on like you said. You know, flipping to ESPN or whatever it is the first thing that you flip to when you turn your television on. Like, how much damage is Tiger going to do the XFL? I mean, if he plays another good round today and he's playing the weekend, never mind if he's actually playing. Like, even if he's where he is now, T27. I mean, that means Tiger, when CBS gives you three and a half hours of the final round, he's going to be on TV for two of it. You know, so, I mean, if Tiger can just keep on keeping on, trust me, CBS would take three more 69s. Okay, 200, 200, 200, 200. They'd be thrilled. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Jumping up and down. So, but just just curious. You know, it it is immediately after, you know, 113 million people watched a football game on Sunday. Well, I'll start with you. Are you going to watch any of the XFL this weekend? Tell you what, and I'm not just saying this. All right, Anthony Miller is joining us in an hour. There apparently are rules changes. That's the stuff that actually interests me, the goober in me. Like, apparently they've got a kickoff rule. And if I read this correctly, nobody can move until the ball is caught. Something like that. So apparently when they had this rule in effect for the first four games three years ago before the pandemic shut the league down. Apparently 92% of kickoffs were returned. The average, by the way, in the NFL is 40%. Only 40% of kickoffs get returned in the NFL. I'm surprised it's that high. Really, That seems like a high number when you think about it. I'm guessing it's because the last third of the season, the outdoor games, the touchbacks are much tougher to achieve. And I'm guessing, like pre-Thanksgiving, I'll bet you the numbers in the low 20s would be my guess. You know, never mind, you know, squib kicks help, et cetera, et cetera. But so you're somewhat in because of the kickoffs. 
and the rule I, I, changes. Yes. I, the, the, I want to be told what the rule changes are and how much they interest me. Here's the problem for me. I paid attention to the USFL last year, and I know that that league signed their players to two-year contracts. So to me, the XFL, in theory, is going to have inferior talent to the USFL. Well, for those that watched the USFL last year, and I watched a little bit of it, I thought there were a lot of positions in which it was like, wow, football's not bad, but they didn't have eight quarterbacks. I mean, they did. They, I mean, they had like three in the league that could really consistently move the ball. I mean, you know, those games, it was, you know, first one to 20 won those games seemingly all the time. And so if that was the level of play in the USFL, I'm trying to imagine, well, what's the level of play going to be in the XFL? In theory, it should be inferior. A.J. McCarron's one of the quarterbacks I see in the league. Paxton Lynch is one of the quarterbacks in the league. I'm telling you. With (laughs) names like that, how can you not watch? (laughs) Ah. I thought part of the whole marketing thing was because The Rock owns the XFL. Fox basically owns the USFL. And they made a business arrangement with NBC, and that's why the games are on Fox, NBC, and, and FS1. But, you know, The Rock made his deal with ABC and ESPN, and they're televising all the games. And they're even streaming all the games. But I thought he was going to do like a weekly reality show that was or behind the scenes that that was going to be the programming that kind of goes with this that he was wanting to create what they do in wrestling wanting to create personalities you get to know these people you know yeah i just don't know how interested we are in getting to know third tier football players well that's just it but also i'm not hearing anything about where is this programming like i thought this like why why does hard knocks interest us? Okay, because preseason football does not interest us. I mean, you know, but hard knocks interests us. Why? It's going along at the exact same time as training camp and preseason football. So, oh, okay, behind the scenes, look at what's going on here. You know, it's not so much the football that interests us. It's the personalities. And I thought The Rock, when he bought the league, said that's the type of programming we're going to provide along with the football, which in theory might make us more interested in the product, right? Get to know some of these people. Hey, honey, that quarterback, did you know? Okay, he gave up his job. He worked in an auto repair shop. Okay, this is his last crack at it. He's 27. His family told him he was nuts. He had a full-time job with benefits. Now he's making 400 a game. You know, something like that. Yeah, I it was that I I'm going to tell you right now, David. That was an A-plus sales job. If you were <laughs> it, I feel badly in our old days when you and I sold advertising, as well as did a show. If I was sitting across from you with that presentation, I'd have looked at you and said, that was really good. I'm, I'm impressed. And I think you're going to have a lot of success one day, just not with me. Because that was a really good sales pitch. You, you, you threw it all out there of what this league has. And I'm not joking when I say this. I'm not doing it to be smart. 
nothing you said gave me any more interest in the XFL. And, and it's the same thing with the USFL. And it's a little bit, I, I'm not footballed out, but we spend so much time trying to consume as much college football and as much NFL as we can that I don't think I have the desire to invest any time in these leagues when there are other things that I would much rather devote my extra time to. I'd much rather be watching the Lightning and the Panthers. I'd much rather be watching the Heat, quite frankly. And I'm not the biggest NBA guy in the world. But the point you made to start this, you want to get off to a great start if you're the XFL. You're hoping Tiger shoots 76 today. And I'm not joking when I say that. <laughs> right. Because right. it you... will completely deflate anything that you're trying to accomplish. Because Tiger took over the sports world again yesterday. The sports world. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Know who else is hoping Tiger shoot 76 this weekend? The NBA. And not that many people know, but you know who else is hoping? The NHL. Because they're playing an outdoor game tomorrow. Although, boy, is that going to be difficult to pull off. What's the temperature in Raleigh? It was 74 yesterday <laughs> when one of the reporters was taking a twirl around the ice. Supposed <laughs> to be in the 40s tomorrow night for the game. Okay. Hurricanes and Capitals at Carter, Finley, and Raleigh. Just help me out again. What's the whole freezing temperature again? 32 last time I checked, David. I, it hasn't changed, right? Nope. I know this whole global warming thing, but it, that hasn't moved, no. right? Okay, good. Right. So it seems as if it's warm. That's all I'm saying. It seems as if the ice could be, I don't know, problematic. So... Well, let's hope they pull it off. Canes and Capitals, two teams that don't like each other. They got some playoff history. Noah Vetchkin, though, his dad died. That's why he left the team. So I don't think he's expected back. See, and I thought maybe one more game is what I saw as well, is that this he didn't play the last game in one more. So you're probably right that they'll be without Ovechkin for the Saturday night outdoor game. Which is bad news for the Caps because they're fighting the Panthers for a playoff spot right now. Yes, they are. They're, they're a point ahead of them. They got a few games in hand, uh, but you know one of those games could be Saturday facing the Canes. So Tiger tees off, by the way, 10.24 a.m. our time. So 10.20 to about 3 o'clock. You need to figure out how you're going to watch this, where you're going to take it in. Is this an ESPN Plus job? I think so. I don't think there's any other way to watch it. Probably midway through the round, my guess is that it goes to the Golf Channel. No, Golf Channel, I don't believe, starts until 4 o'clock. That's oh, when they started wow. yesterday. They didn't come on until 4 o'clock yesterday. So right, I can't imagine they'll be coming on earlier than that on Friday. Well, how'd you catch the first hour yesterday? They didn't have it. No, 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 but I'm saying whoever, I mean, because obviously the first hour was somewhere. It was probably streaming. However you saw the first hour yesterday is how you're probably going to have to watch this whole round today. Yeah, I'm guessing that's ESPN Plus who's got the deal with the PGA Tour for their early coverage of these events. So that's probably your go-to. So that bundle you bought for your kid, that Disney Plus go. bundle you bought for the kid, and you said, you know what? Why don't I add on ESPN Plus so I get a little something-something? Take advantage of it today. Remember your password. And maybe that's how you can get away with watching it at work. Your boss doesn't get it, and you go, 
Well, come on, boss. Here, you can watch mine. All right, get your get your tablet out. I'll give you the password. Ah, oh, way to go, Charlie. Way to be a team player. Yeah, no problem, boss. Want me to go get you lunch midway through at the turn? Little Panera bread? What do you say? Little soup and a sandwich? Huh, boss? <laughs> uh, waiting for my wife to come in from the other room, just stab me in the neck. What the hell are you talking about? Miller and Malton. We will talk a little NASCAR on the other side. Bob Pockrath going to join us from Fox Sports, the Daytona 500 is this weekend as well. Another another group that's hoping Tiger doesn't play well. Yes, yes. Although I will say, you know, in theory, if Tiger's middle of the road, he could be done by the first third of the race. Plus, you know, Mark, we analyze what fan bases watch what, how much of the golf audience, although Tiger, though, crosses that's, over. So that's, that's the, the thing. thing. That's the thing. This isn't a golf thing this is a tiger thing i mean you know my wife last night came home had a long day got home an hour later than usual television was on my daughter came home and they didn't know tiger was playing had no idea they hadn't seen tiger in seven months my daughter sits down and went and you know woods tiger woods is on my wife came home at seven o'clock tiger woods is on i'm all in they don't watch golf they have no interest in ever watching golf well jeff in iowa Frequent Twitch viewer, longtime fan of the show. He sent a tweet to both of us. I'm in Boston. I'm at a sports bar. Tigers on every TV, but two small ones have the Bruins on. The Bruins. Nesson's been relegated to the corner. For Tiger <laughs> Woods. Uh, first round of the Genesis. Not the first round at Augusta. No, first round of the Genesis Invitational. Finishes with three birdies to shoot two under on the round and giving everybody a little bit of hope. Shouldn't we just call him commissioner now? Okay. Do you want us to call you Tiger or commissioner? Which do you prefer? Miller and Moulton. Bob Pockrass on the other side.